You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Hi, everyone. This is Joe Krause of Jacob Media Partners with an incredible amount of gratitude. I want to thank the WPHT radio listening audience for embracing and listening to a lot of great programming on the weekends right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shows like Beer, Chips, and Politics, The Labor Show, Good News in Real Estate, and The Lord to Lawyer Network. Then there's my favorites, Voices of Faith with Jim Brown, Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, and the Sunday night weekly special, Women to Watch. From labor to medical to legal and everywhere in between, Jacob Media is proud to provide this great audience with exceptional programming. New in 2022, listen for Philly's Radio Doctor, a new medical show that will deliver a ton of high-tech information. Loving the Married Guys. And a show about, you guessed it, Bitcoin. On behalf of everyone involved with Jacob Media, happy holidays. Oh, I almost forgot. Presented by Ocean Casino and Resort. Go for the live shows. Go for the win. This is Women to Watch. I don't think you can truly change for the better in a lasting, meaningful way unless it is driven by self-acceptance. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Be inspired by women from across the globe. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. What I know to be true is that women were always meant to lead. And by shining a light on those doing it well today, my hope is that more women will find their own voice. Now, here's the owner, founder, and host of Women to Watch, Sue Rocco. 
Hello and welcome back, everyone, to another week of Women to Watch. I'm Sue Rocco, and it's great to be here with all of you this evening. Before we get started, a brief reminder, as always, to stay with us during the breaks, where you'll hear from our exclusive watch team of corporate partners bringing you news and education from their individual industries, and we continue to be so grateful for their sponsorship and the support uh, that they give us for the show each and every week. If you're interested in being a part of the show, feel free to email taylor at womentowatch.net for more information. We're always looking for additional watch team members. And don't forget to download the podcast and sign up for our newsletter to see all that we are doing outside of the show. So now I'm very honored and excited to welcome to the show Ala von Ausberg. Ala is the founder and CEO of the Ala von Ausberg brand and fashion collection. Ala, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. So excited. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. And and um, just so our listeners know, you're joining us from your beautiful offices in New York City. Um, how is it there today? Well, it's a beautiful day and unseasonably warm, maybe, but beautiful. And um, New York is in its holiday best. So that's, the that's right here. Yeah, I hope to get up there before the holidays pass. Um, so I listen, Ala, I want to talk. You've had quite an eclectic and fascinating um, life. And I want to start with the young Ala and get to know a little bit about who you were as a little girl and, and what your aspirations and, and dreams were growing up. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Well, I was born in Munich, Germany. My father was a titled European, my mother an American. I lived in Munich for a bit, and then we moved to um, Kitzbühel, Austria, which is a pretty well-known ski town, and I was there until I was about eight years old. And then, sadly, my parents divorced, and my mom moved to New York, where I went to school, and I've been in and out of New York ever since. I have a lot of family in Austria, so I consider myself as comfortable. I'm as comfortable in Europe as I am in the States. I consider myself part European, but um, an American citizen, and um, I've been around New York most of my life. Yeah, I know you've you've done quite a bit of traveling. Um, tell, you know, two of the most influential women in your life were absolutely your mom and your grandmother. Tell me what you loved most about each one of them. Well, they were really different women. My one, my mother was an incredible mother and a very kind woman, but a very an, an amusing woman. She had a wonderful sense of humor and totally dedicated to family. And my grandmother was a complete powerhouse. Um, I adored my grandmother. And you know what they say about. Um, grandchildren is that, that um, sorry, grandparents and um, grandchildren, they share a common enemy. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> we're very close. As a matter yeah. of fact, I used to have to um, go and um, grandma sit my grandmother every once in a while when I was growing up and um, because my grandfather was a photographer and sometimes he'd be out of town and I'd go over and stay with her and, when, and um, we would get into an argument. Um, because we liked lively discussions, and I had to stay in the same room with her, which was very nice. And breakfast would come in on a tray in the morning, and my mayor would say, good morning, dear, how are you? And we'd have a great time, and we'd laughing and giggling, and I'd go off across the street, and my mother would be standing at the door, and she'd go, what did you just do to my mayor? And I said, well, what do you mean? We had a really nice day. Well, I don't know. She's exhausted. I mean, you know, she's not really late. And I'm just sitting there going, What? <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted from a conversation. I, 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 and she had picked it, so she had her topics. You know, we had our topics lined up. And next week, I'd be back over there again. But um, yeah, 
She was an interesting woman. In the um, in the early 1930s, her husband died. I mean, in like I want to say right around 1935-36, and um, she was living in Pittsburgh, and she was made. Um, she had a big position in my grandfather's estate, and there was a major U.S. bank that was sort of uh, uh, alongside her, and they tried to throw her off the will. And um, she fought that bank for five mm. years, and she prevailed. So and mm. in an age when women just didn't do that. And she ended up making a lot of money for my mother. She was a very smart woman, and um, we were very lucky that she was smart and tough. So I've always I always admired her smarts and her toughness. She was a Southern belle in the best sense of the word. And and would you say that, that they were ahead of their time? Mamere was definitely ahead of her time. My mother was just a wonderfully kind, sweet, fun woman. And her whole life was really her kids. And she was a voracious reader. She was just quite different. They were two very different women. So yeah. I see those women represented in my own family. I mean, you know, yeah, I was going to say, tell, yeah, what do you see of yourself in the two of them? Um, I see a bit of both of them. I mean, I love my mother was a budding archaeologist. I totally share that with her. I like I love all things history and archaeology, mm-hmm. um, although I never would have had the patience. Neither would she. Um, she wanted to be an astronaut at one point. We don't share that. Um, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> her sense of humor, I see it in my sister. I don't see it in myself. Um, I, my grandmother, I, I think she and I share a steeliness when it comes right down to it. I mean, we take to adversity calmly. And so I think I, mm. I, I get that from her. Um, uh, so I don't know. And, you know, it's very hard to self-analyze. So. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, I th- find it interesting. I find we do it more the older we get, the more we kind of look back and connect those dots. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm also a good bit of my father, too. So and I'm a good bit the European side. And then I had a very an aunt that I was my father's sister. I was incredibly close to and who also made a big impression on me. I mean, she was extremely fun loving and had a lot of friends, but was um, spoke many languages. I mean, you know, but was just interesting and very traditional in her own way. And I, so my Austrian family is very, tra- very traditional, but. She would never have been seen as traditional, but I mean, she gave me a lot of the, the that part of, of my life, so I valued that a lot too. Do you do you have a? Fo- I know that you traveled to Paris, and um, do you have a, a fondest memory of those trips? What did you love most about going there? Well, I mean, my grandmother never flew, or she only flew once at the end of her life. So she used to take over the United States liner or whatever big liners. We're going over, so we would go over once or twice. We went over with her, and that was an incredible memory being on the boat. And once we were in a hurricane, my brother and I, so you know, we weren't able to go watch R rated movies because nobody was watching us because they were all too busy being sick. That was kind of fun. And when you're in, and then Paris, I mean, with my grandmother and my mother, the way they saw it, I mean, it just doesn't exist anymore. My my grandmother built an incredible collection of French furniture right after the war out of the Marché aux Puces, which is fantastic. And um, and she used to keep furniture at her hotel for when she'd come back. Those days are long gone. I don't think anybody's able to do that anymore. And um, and then my mother and my grandmother would go to the couture houses to, um, to order clothes. And that was amazing to be able to see that. And I did that mostly with my mother. 
and um, and she had her favorites. I mean, she had Saint Laurent, she had Givenchy, and she bought Chanel. But I went to Saint Laurent and Givenchy with her. So mm. that sounds like heaven to me because I've always been um, interested in fashion since I was very little, but never had that kind of experience um, with my mom. Listen, we're going to go into our first break. Stay with us for our watch team, and I will be back with Olive on Ausberg. Now, the women to watch, Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. It's holiday season, a time of great joy for most of us, but a time for sadness for others. Then add the stressful layers of COVID and seasonal affective disorder. This morning on Your Radio Doctor, we discussed depression during the holidays with two superb psychiatrists. Dr. Sosun Molu Shoyenka, Chief Medical Officer for the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services of the City of Philadelphia, shared valuable information about the vast number of programs to address mental health issues. Visit their website, mindfultogether.com. That's mindphltogether.com for more information. We also spoke with Dr. Vivian Pender, President of the American Psychiatric Association. Depression is a leading cause of disability around the world. The prevalence of depression and anxiety have doubled during COVID, along with a rise in substance use disorder. No one can escape. COVID has been uniquely stressful for everyone. The U.S. Surgeon General has warned of the impact of COVID on young people. So many emotions have surfaced. Fear of the invisible enemy doesn't seem like a threat until you or a loved one gets sick. Uncertainty about the future. Massive changes in your schedule, how we conduct business, some remotely, Zoom fatigue, childcare and cyber school, children dealing with masks. The vaccine, whether you have concerns or just access issues, and now a second wave with Delta and Omicron, fatigue and the sadness of isolation. And our present day style of techno-communication doesn't help. Constant repetition of bad news on 24-hour news channels, social media, and so much misinformation, often inconsistent, leading to confusion and distrust. How can you feel better? Well, set boundaries. Know when to turn the TV off, news, emails, text alerts. Take a walk, call a friend, read a book, get good sleep, eat a healthy diet, and avoid excess alcohol. Lessons from the pandemic? Some people are thinking more about their own mortality, looking inside their own hearts and deciding what's important and meaningful to continue and what they should eliminate. Maybe considering a risk you never took in the past or hope that more of this open conversation will decrease the stigma of asking for help if you have signs of depression. Hear the entire show on yourradiodoctor.com. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined this evening by Ala von Ausberg. And uh, Ala is the founder and CEO of her own brand and fashion collection. Um, you know, Ala, you, when you and I spoke a couple months ago, you described to me um, your life as being privileged. And I wondered if you can talk about what you think the positive and negatives are to that growing up that way what was what was good about that and what perhaps maybe hindered your life i don't think it hindered my life um i think that um i was very very lucky that my mother was a very grounded person so um although we always grew up with more than most um she was very careful to point out that this was a privilege um so we understood that from way back when and i mean you know i also grew up in the 70s when 
you know, that wasn't particularly fashionable. So, I mean, you know, that was also, you know, a, a sort of a good grounding. So privilege has given me access, certainly, um, you know, and it's made my life easier. But I've also always, from, from home, both from my mother's and my father's side of the family, felt that it was important to give back to those... I've always felt that because we've been given a lot, we need to give a lot, um, and that and that sounds corny and corny in a way. But um, you know, I th think that um, spiritually, we need to leave this place a better place than when we came into it, and that everybody can do that in big and in small ways. Um, and so we have tried to do that, and um, and I, I think if you just Privilege is nice because you don't have to suffer very much, but I mean, you can't be blind to the world, and um, there's an enormous amount of work to be done around us. Mm. Tell me, what what kind of student were you? I was a mediocre, okay. I mean, you know, not straight A. I'm like a B-plus student, so um, I could have applied myself more, but I never, I was never in trouble. There, <laughs> that's most important. Never yeah. in trouble. Um, I want to talk about. I, I would say you had kind of an aha moment. Um, this is later in life during uh, a drawing class that you took, where you discovered, hmm, perhaps I can, you know, perhaps I am artistic and and have the ability to to start my own company. Well, you know, I never thought I had any artistic. I thought that that was my brother is extremely artistic. Um, I, so I just never thought I had it, um, just really. <laughs> and um, I have this great friend who'd been taking courses at the studio school in New York, and she started taking private lessons with this instructor, and, and she said, you know, all of this woman can teach anybody how to draw, Oprah can teach anybody. I don't, well, okay, I'll try it, but I'm, I really don't think I can, you know, I'll try it. And um, she's an amazing teacher, and, um, and I just became more and more interested in it. Um, it was a time when my kids were... Growing up, I mean, they were not around. I mean, you know, they were off at school. Um, and I just became very interested in doing that. And I never thought, I still don't think of myself as incredibly good at it, but I really enjoy it. And um, and had been working with her for a few years and um, was at the point where I probably should have been showing my work, which absolutely terrified me, because that's really never the reason I did it. I really did it because I loved doing it. Um, and, um, and then interestingly enough, Antonio, well, my, a long time clothing designer friend of mine came into the apartment cause we were making some clothes together for me and he saw my drawings and said, why don't we put these on fabric? I have somebody who can do that for you. And that was the beginning. Mm. So. Do you, when you, okay. Today, when you think about what you've done and what you've created, um, do you embrace the fact that you are indeed a creative and an artistic person. Absolutely. And I think what I didn't realize is that I've been creative all my life. Um, I've always been very good at problem solving, and that actually is um, a part of creativity. So I've always enjoyed problem solving. So it starts then. I've always really enjoyed working with extremely creative people, whether it's working in my home, designing my home, or working on a garden. Um, and I love the process of feeding off each other somebody starts mm -hmm. with ideas somebody embellishes it and you keep working something up so it's problem solving it's always been problem solving but problem solving with a creative spin and i think visually so 
I now realize that I've had it all my life, but, you know, and I've been executing it in different ways. Yeah, I think it's so, I, I really love that our listeners hear that part of your story, because I think a lot of women underestimate gifts that they have for a long, long time, and then they come to it later in life. When you when you think about your lifetime as well, you've met some incredibly exciting people. Is there one person, if I were to ask you, who, who have you met that you've been so um, excited to have met and perhaps left you with some of the greatest advice you've heard? Well, two people. I think the Beverly Sills, the opera singer, yeah. um, left some of the most wonderful advice. I met her at a time when I was working on a nonprofit and she, um, the National Center for Victims of Crime, and she was teaching me how to fundraise. And Beverly was a wonderful woman. And, um, and she realized that I was a complete baby ingenue. And she took me to uh, a very important CEO at one point to ask for money for this nonprofit um, to help victims of crime. And she said, you know, he's got a bell on his desk. And if you go too long, he's going to ring that bell. <laughs> I walked into this guy's office. And, I mean, I just started talking a mile a minute. And he was like, no, 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 it's okay. Slow down. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of extra minutes. I, mean, I, was, I would think I was 26 at the time. And, mm. um, you know, and she, but she was, um, she was a wonderful woman. Um, I think one of the most, the most, amusing and wonderful people I met over the years was Mick Jagger many years ago when oh, I was wow. film production. I was a lowly production assistant and um, he was actually a friend of my aunt's. And um, so I was able to meet him because of that. And I was working on a film and you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I just asked him if he'd come in and do a scene with us on a film. It was a documentary about a Wagnerian tenor called Peter Hoffman. And he said, yes, he would, which just blew everybody's minds. I, I couldn't even believe he did it. Well, wow. he us, um, you know, 10 minutes of the best footage in I think that entire film and he did it for nothing just because I was the young friend of a great friend of his wow well wow. that's so cool I've just always appreciated his generosity and kind yeah. He's incredibly unique. My goodness. Uh, we're going to go into our next break, Allah. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk about your daughter and the company. And, and we'll talk all about fashion and the brand. Stay with us for our watch team. And I'll be back with Allah von Ausberg. Now, the women to watch. Military watch. Hi, I'm Carol Eggert, Senior Vice President of Military Affairs at Comcast NBC Universal. You know, I find it comforting to know that our company, along with so many others, is adapting to the needs of working parents. If there's anything we've learned from these last 18 months, it's that organizations need to be flexible and accommodating in order to maximize their employees' wellness. 
Recently, Comcast was recognized as the number two company by Great Places to Work for cultivating a workplace culture that benefits working parents. This recognition was based on our organization's support for work-life balance, the quality of benefits, and the fairness of opportunities for professional development and advancement. The United States military has also made changes which benefit parents in the recent years, which is good news considering that there are 1.2 million military children of active duty members worldwide. The new parent support program helps military parents, including expectant parents, transition successfully into parenthood and provides a nurturing environment for their children. Future parents will have the added benefit of spending more time at home following the birth or adoption of a child. Beginning later next year, new military parents will be eligible for 12 weeks of family leave following the birth or adoption of a child, which is twice the amount afforded to military parents today. As a mother of three grown children, I can tell you that parenting is the most challenging job I've had, albeit I'll say the most rewarding. I haven't always had the support I needed as a military parent, but it's amazing to see the progress that both our military and corporations continue to make in an effort to support those with families. Hi, Sue Rocco here from Women to Watch. I wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our listeners and wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a healthy and joyful New Year. May you be blessed with the gift of family, friends, and good fortune in 2022. Happy Holidays from all of us at Women to Watch. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Ala Van Ausberg, and, and Ala is the founder and CEO of Ala Van Ausberg fashion brand collection. And one of the things that I think is probably so um, enjoyable for you is working with your daughter. Um, I understand she's your in-house stylist. Let's talk about the pros and cons of a mother-daughter working relationship. Well, actually, she's now evolved to being... Um doing a good, good bit of our marketing, which is something okay. she's always had a talent for, and I was just so happy that she's being able to, to exercise that. We recognized it in her really when she was working on summer jobs for magazines, and I'd get um, input from friends of mine who were editors saying, you know, she's great, you know, she's got it. So I'm very yeah. ha- happy that she's doing that, and she helps me um, with styles. I mean, you know, she helps me in the design process because She's a young mother, and so we're on both. We're on either end of our customer group, really. I mean, she represents my younger customer, and I represent my older customer in a way. So um, it's really good to have. We sort of bookend it, and um, and she's creative as well, and she's got very strong opinions, and so it's really fun working with her. And if there's any difficulty at all, it's that you have to keep your mother, daughter and professional relationships separate when you're in the workplace, which is really hard to do. Yes. We're working on it, and we're doing a pretty good job so far, so. Do you have it? So what do you do when, you know, if there's a disagreement? I've had, you know, I've talked to a lot of women that that have family businesses, and they all approach that um, a little bit differently. Well, you know, I got some great advice from Sylvie Chantecaille, you know, the woman who started the wonderful um, makeup brand. And she works with her entire family. And she said, you've got to be careful to treat your kids the way you treat anybody else in your business. So I'm doing that. You know, it's yeah. like, um, 
and we just and we have that conversation. So sometimes she'll say, "Are you speaking to me as my mom, or are you speaking to me as my boss?" <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's hard. There's an emotional connection there that you wouldn't typically have with a colleague. Yeah, no, no, but you really have to because otherwise, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, people don't take her seriously. I mean, you know, so it's it's important to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about the brand, Ala, and, you know, where you go for inspiration. I, you know, I, I know that you're um, very much inspired by nature and flowers and gardens. And talk about the brand for our listeners who may not be familiar. Well, I paint everything um, that goes into the prints. And so I start off painting sometimes on tempera and sometimes on pencil on paper with some watercolor. Um, And I will paint things that I want to paint. I mean, I don't think about the brand when I'm painting, which might be a mistake, but um, I take a look at something and I'll say, God, that really looks like it would be amazing and fun to paint. I really want to get into that. Um, And the painting has to have tension and the painting has to be a painting. And then I'll, um, and I'm always inspired by, I love to be outside. I'm always inspired by beautiful flowers or maybe it'll be seashells that I'll see, or maybe it'll be driftwood that I'll see. It'll be an interesting shape. And um, I, we photograph that finished painting and then I bring it back to Larry Black, who is, in, is a partner of mine in the company, who can digitize it and we turn it into a print. And, um, and we work together to make that happen. In other words, we'll take the composition apart sometimes. We we'll, might change some of the background colors to make it work for a print. So it's almost, I have started sort of two separate companies. I create the fabric, and then we create the clothing. Um, and, so, and from there, I don't know if you want me to continue on this. Um, I work with my designer, Antonio Gual, and he's known me for 45 years. And, um, and we start talking about the woman we want to dress. And what she like and what does she need and what do I need and I mean what makes me feel comfortable and around this we sort of built the concept of how what we do and the most important thing to me is that women feel comfortable in my clothes Mm. beautiful in my clothes empowered Mm. in my clothes I want them to actually forget that they're wearing them they're so comfortable but really Mm. feminine and go on and live in the moment I think women in 40 plus are sometimes the forgotten they are the forgotten consumer and um, we just expect them to lie down and play dead, forget it. I mean, you know, um, stores treat them differently. A lot of people treat them differently, and I think that's insanity. So um, I really enjoy dressing women over 40 and just loving the sheer joy of life that can come out of that. That's what I really want my, my customers to feel. Don't, don't you think women, um, as we get older, we're, we're so much more comfortable and confident to not be, you know, thinking so much about trends and just really um, reaching for what we are comfortable in and what we think is beautiful. Well, I think that we're comfortable in ourselves, but we're not comfortable Mm. in the clothes we wear. So I think we might be comfortable with the people that we've become and um, all of those really important questions, frankly, in life. But I mean, we might not be comfortable with what we're wearing because there just isn't that much out there. So we won't wear the most attractive thing. We'll just wear the thing that's okay. It's going to get us through the day. It's going to be just fine. You know, so I'm really after the experience of like, what do you do when you're off time? What do you do when you're going out on a date night with your husband? What do you do if you're going out to a party? What do you wear when you're having people at home? What do you wear when you're going on vacation? These moments that are different from the everyday where I want people to just go out because we only have so much time left on this planet. Go out and enjoy the moment. 
you know, and I don't want to dress you when you're doing that. You know, that that's a perfect segue for a quote I have that you said, frankly, there is too much fun to be had in life to be focused exclusively on what you're wearing. So what are you doing when you're not designing? I'm playing with my grandchildren. I'm, um, you know, I'm playing golf. I'm playing with my grandchildren. I'm traveling with my husband. Um, but I do a lot. A, a lot of my time now is in my business, which I'm really enjoying. So that's good. Yeah. Um, we're going to go into our last break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the foundations that you started and the really important work um, that you're doing for women. Stay with us for our watch team. And I'll be back with Olive on Ausberg. Women to watch. Watch. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Jen Welker and you are listening to Sports Watch. It is so important and so powerful that we can see in places like the NBA, women like Kate Scott in authority roles, being the voice, being the face, being the person who everyone who loves the 76ers and everybody who plays against them. So, you know, you may have a little bit of that love and hate thing, right? Because you competition, that's what we have. We'll see and hear a woman's voice. It will create a new normal in that it's not outside the box to hear a woman or to see a woman in that role, but there will be generations of kids who grow up not knowing the sport or their team any other way. And let's think about the days when how powerful it is that we are talking about second, thirds, and fourth, as opposed to this is a first and the questions that are associated with that. Can it work? Will people like it? Well, you know, the truth is that it can work. It will work. And she has been working a very long time to earn this position. And I, I certainly hope that she will set a standard where she is no longer the exception to the rule, but that the rules are changing and we will look for more women to take up similar roles across multiple sports. And, you know, cheers to basketball and the 76ers specifically for leading the way with her in that role. Follow me and all my adventures, or you could say misadventures, on Welter47 on Instagram or at jwelter47 on Twitter. Now, more of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm having a wonderful conversation with Ala von Ausberg. And um, Ala, I wanted to talk about, you know, what you may have learned from the women that you've been working with through the foundations that you started for victims of crime and brain trauma. Uh, my guess is, you know, you're, you've started these foundations to help victims. Um, but I bet you've learned something from these women. Oh, my God. The strength of women is what I've learned, um, mm. and particularly through my early work with the National Center for Victims of Crime, which was founded in honor of my mother, really founded by my brother. But I did, um, I was president for a while. I did a lot of work with it. Um, and you know, our work there really covered victims of all sorts of crime, giving them a role in the judicial process because they had no voice at all. So that whole landscape has changed so dramatically. There isn't a state in the United States that doesn't have a role for victims of crime somewhere, whether it's that they're 
um, notified when there is a trial, whether um, they're notified when there is a bail hearing, whether there's a um, whether they're heard at sentencing. All of these things have really changed in the last 30 years, 40 years. The segment of um, crime that has interested me the most over the years is crimes against women, um, mostly rape, sexual crimes, molestation, all of these areas. And I think that that whole landscape has really changed, thank God. Um, women are being heard and, um, and, and their viewpoint is being accepted. And we now accept that what they're saying is truthful and that we need to take it seriously, which is vital importance. And women are coming forward with what has happened to them, which is of vital importance because there is no change without women coming forward. You can't hide from what has happened to you, even though it is the most difficult thing in the world. And um, people have to be held accountable and women have to be treated, cannot be mistreated. Is there a woman, Allah, in your life, um, other than your your mother and your grandmother, um, who you greatly admire? Um, you know, I was thinking this morning, I read an article uh, about what the women in Afghanistan and, and what's happening there, which is so incredibly difficult for, for any of us to, um, you know, have impact in and how fortunate are we to be here in the United States. Is there someone that you know that, that is working in that area that is that you admire? Oh, God, off the, of, the top of my head, I just can't think. It's like being caught in the corner. Yeah. I can't think there are right, many right. women who are doing amazing work right now. Um, yeah. I wish I could come back to you with a specific. Well, then let's go, let's go back to fashion. How about a woman in, in your life whose fashion style you've greatly admired? Um, they might be um, Carolyn Rome, um, would be Jackie Onassis. Um, mm. um, I think that those would be the two top women that I've, whose style I've admired. Yeah. Herrera would be another. I mean, a few people, a few oh, people would know. Um, there's yeah. called Dita Blair, who many people know. She used to, she was a very big picture in the funding medical research. Um, she had incredible style. That's important. You know, I always like to ask this question. It's not incredibly um, creative, but can you tell me um, what your typical day looks like? I get up in the morning. I do emails. <laughs> are you are you awake at the crack of dawn or do you, you know? No, I wake up I mean, between seven and eight. I'm not an early morning person and I need lots of coffee to get going. I'm a late, I, I can work late, but I'm uh, I mean, I, I function well. I'm just not a great communicator first thing in the morning. And um, I'll work at home mostly. I'll work out in the morning. I'll work at home. Then I'll go into the office or I'll continue working on Zoom throughout the day. If I'm working on Zoom and I'm traveling with my husband, we might break for lunch depending on what we're doing. I try to mm -hmm. um, exercise in the morning and sometimes I try to play golf in the afternoon when that works, if it works. And um and we'll often have a quiet dinner at home, or when we're in New York, we'll go out to a small restaurant. Um, we'll see friends. Um, when I'm in the Caribbean, we do a lot of entertaining because um, we have a lot of friends down there. Um, so a combination of both. Yeah, and tell me, how has COVID affected your business and the company? We've been very, very lucky. We did, we did not have a bad year last year. I mean, we didn't have a great year, but we didn't lose any money last year. And we've done incredibly well this year, so we've been lucky. Um, on, we've been able to do a, um, a lot of our work online last year, so um, and people were interested. I think that we're fulfilling a need in an interesting way. 
and we're recognizing what we do. And um, we have a store now in Palm Beach, which is doing very well. We're going to open a store in Charleston coming up in the spring, which I'm really looking forward to. And um, our online sales are a big part of what we do. So we're a direct-to-consumer brand. Um, I'd love to ask what your, you know, um, in those stressful moments, you know, we're living in a world where a lot of the news is not good. What is your go-to mantra? What is it that helps you? And perhaps it's going out into nature, but if there was something that you say to yourself. Well, I think it's put one foot in front of the other. Um, You know, so many things have happened in my lifetime where, I mean, you know, where there have been big catastrophes. I mean, you know, I think that 9-11 was a total turning point in my life, if you like, because before that, for instance, I was kind kind of fearful of flying. I'd been on two planes where we'd lost engines and that was so, so I'd get on a plane and I'd say a prayer. I mean, it just was really uncomfortable being on a plane. And I have to say that the disaster of 9-11, my whole outlook toward life sort of changed in that moment. I just felt that you have to appreciate every moment. And my fear of flying went away. Um, wow. I think that through, you know, there are going to be, we're just lucky to be here. You need to move ahead. Circumstances will change things will happen. Um, you've got to continue. You've got to care about others, and you just got to keep on moving mm-hmm. forward. I would say that you just are someone who never gives up. Try not yeah. to. Allah, I thank you so much for uh, being on the show and sharing a bit of your story. Um, I wish you t- continued success, and I hope that maybe there'll be a retail shop in Philadelphia one day soon. <laughs> oh, Sue. It's been so much fun. Thank you. you. That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week as we head into the holidays. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.